Welcome to It's a Good Life podcast, where it's all about helping entrepreneurs think, feel, and do better. Here's your host, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you, and welcome to today's program, the last episode of the year. And on top of a pretty active events schedule, chairman of the board of Buffini Company and uh, overseeing the largest business coaching company in America, along with uh, a very active bride of 32 years, six very active kids and a couple of grandkids. Been a busy year. Been a busy year. Been a good year. And again, this is a great time of year to do that little bit of analysis. I've always, always made a lot of money during the holiday season. And one of the reasons for it is sometimes I was working when other people weren't. But the other part of it was I always, always, always have reflected on this time of year. I've really enjoyed it. I naturally do it. And it's nice uh, once in a while when your natural predilections lead to some kind of productivity. But this is just something I've always naturally done. And then, of course, the more successful people I've interviewed and read and studied, they go, this should be a discipline. Well, sometimes when your disciplines are natural habit, it's great. So this is natural for me. It might be new to you. It might be a, a new thought to you. A lot of times over the holidays, people are eating a little bit more, drinking a little bit more, enjoying themselves. And you know what? Nothing wrong with that. Especially as long as you're not uh, taking a sup and getting in a car. And there's no reason for that anymore with Ubers and everything else, to be honest with you. But the fact of the matter is, you should enjoy yourself and enjoy your family and your loved ones and go to a few parties and do that kind of stuff. That's, that's what the holidays are for and remembering what you're working for, you know. But I would also say, you know, in amongst the bowl games and the parties and the presents and the giving, hopefully you also take a little time to kind of set yourself up for the new year. And next year, you know, I, I did our bowl predictions show. We've had a huge response to it, probably our biggest listen to uh, bowl predictions ever. And there were some great stats and insights and for people there. But there was also kind of like, hey, you're, there's some headwinds ahead. There is already a lot of information about bigger companies uh, letting people go, reducing size of payroll, reducing investment and reducing capital spend. Lots of things like that. Lots of talking about the interest rates and inflation and all those kinds of things. And so this is the time of year to make hay for next year. I mean, this is, there's nothing you can do right this minute to make next year work, but you can sure avoid any mistakes from this year translating into next year. And then also prepare yourself for what's coming. And then you can actually relax again and enjoy your new years. And then when the new year rolls around, hit the ground running. And so very, very important to do a bit of a business review. Okay. And again, I have three points for you. So first of all, you want to evaluate what worked this year. You always want to start with what worked. And just so you know, that is not my nature. That is not my nature. My nature is to focus on what didn't work, just like it is for most people. Where was the owies? Where were the frustrations? Because we take the wins for granted. And it's one of the reasons why we sometimes, I, I talked about it a couple of days ago, we don't enter into a state of gratitude as often as we should in our lives because we take the good stuff in stride and we tend to take a knee with the bad stuff. And so evaluate what worked well. Then you're going to look clinically at what needs improvement, right? Remove yourself from the situation and just clinically look at what needs improvement. And then we're going to talk about performing a SWOT analysis. That's a classic business uh, year in review tactic, the strengths, weakness, opportunities, threats, really, really made popular by uh, Peter Drucker in the 80s. But um, that's what we're going to do. So evaluate what worked. You know, the great 
Zig Ziglar said, winners evaluate themselves in a positive manner and look for their strengths as they work to overcome their weaknesses. And that's really where you want to go. It's very important that you put on the lens. Like imagine you're wearing glasses with a color on it and the glasses are strengths and successes, strengths and victories. You know, So you review your business goals. And the first thing is, what did you do that you set out to do? And I'm going to say this. I'm the guy I had a board meeting not so long ago. And I, again, had to discipline myself because we had a great year. Looked at a lot of good things. Now, it was a tough finish because the whole world is in a tough finish right now. But overall, we had a good year in our business. It just doesn't feel like it. It doesn't feel like it because the, the news right now is negative because the market's going through so many adjustments. But overall, we had a very good year. And it's just sometimes you can forget that. So you have to look at the positives. Take that perspective. The second thing you want to do, so first is you're going to review your goals and what you got accomplished from your goals. The second thing is to review your year-end profit and loss statement. Now, again, when you're, when you're in business, that's the scoreboard. Now, there's always context. And sometimes it's like, well, we didn't make as much this year because we invested or we didn't do as well this year because, we, okay, and those are all legitimate. But it's also, you know, when you're playing golf, uh, sometimes they'll say, uh, you write down scores, not a story. Sometimes the stories are exactly that. They're the stories we tell ourselves. But at the end of the day, okay, you, you had a double bogey. You know, when I hit a great shot and I, I did this and I lipped out. and No, you had a six. I mean, there is a context, so you can have a little grace for yourself, but also the numbers are the numbers. And the primary purpose of business is not just money, but it is a purpose of business, right? It's one of the purposes of your business. Our, our mission at Buffini Company is to impact and improve the lives of people. I would tell you as a business, it's to impact and improve the lives of people while being profitable. And one of the things, and I've told my company this for 27 years, because we're, we're in a very fortunate business. We don't make widgets or gadgets or whatever else. The product of our organization is improved businesses and lives. It's very personal. It's phenomenal stories. We're awash. Actually, we're too awash in stories to the point that it's so common we sometimes don't see the, the wood for the trees, our own staff, myself included. You can lose perspective because it's just what we do every single day. And like it's every single day, there's a little miracle involved when somebody's life changes. So it's easy to miss those things. But the other side of it is I've told my staff for 27 years, A, if we don't make a profit doing this, what business do we have encouraging or teaching other people how to run their businesses? How dare we coach people if we're broke ourselves? And secondly, I have many aspects for my ministry life this is not a ministry. This is a passion and this is a calling. This is a business. And I don't mind you guys listening out there who are my customers. You know, I care deeply. We have a staff that are dedicated and committed to your success. Our whole business is built on your success. And we're going to make a profit doing it. Or why would we be doing it? So your profit and loss statement is important. And Clint Eastwood had a nice quote on this. He said, you should just evaluate the work and make your judgments accordingly. And I think that's clinical Clint. Right? I think you just evaluate the work and make your judgments accordingly. That's You need to evaluate. That's what this time of year is about. And then lastly, review your CRM activities and your calendar, right? So your contact management system and your activities and your calendars. You need to go back and review what did you actually do? What did you get done? And be legit about that. And you're going to see if you really did keep track of it in a contact management system, which is obviously when we coach people, just a very, very high percentage of the folks we work with keep their activities in the contact management system. Number one, because it's the best way for them to run their business. And number two, it's the best way for us to help them in coaching. 
Because then you're able to say, oh, wow, like here was the actual pattern. Because you can feel like you're doing a lot more than you are. But when you track things, it's like it's a story of what actually took place. You know, no, no, I know you thought you did 50 push-ups, but you actually you did 40 or you did 20. Or I know you think you're working out every day, but you actually only worked out three days a week. You got to view the activities. And that's really the important thing. So you want to evaluate what worked well, you know, review your business goals, review your profit and loss statement, and review your activities and the tracking mechanism that does that. The second thing is uh, what needs a tune-up? You know, what needs a tune-up? Now, I have in front of me, for those of you watching on YouTube, I just scraped it on the table here. And this has been in my possession for a long time. It's a small three-legged stool. And this became the foundation of one of our most successful training programs ever called Peak Producers. And it was really a, a great business building curriculum. And it's really about the business of the three-legged stool, which is the CEO, the COO, and the, and the CFO, right? And it's sales and marketing, financial management, and then really the customer service piece, right? The three legs of the stool. And so there's three hats that you wear when you own a business. You have the CEO hat. And the CEO hat, as you look at the tune-up for your business, it's okay. Rate your sales, right? So you're the CEO. Your primary responsibility is for the economic scorecard of the business. And so rate your sales, your business's sales, on a scale of 1 to 10. 10 being optimal performance. What number would you give yourself? Just pick it 1 to 10. Marketing. Rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 in regards to the marketing that the market needs, right? Scale of 1 to 10. And just take a look at that. You're just trying to take stock of the situation. When you go to set your goals, and we've got a great launch your year episode building, we're building out for you right now. And when you do that launch the year, you're going to be setting some goals. And one of the things is if you're a, if you're a five on your sales, maybe you could get to seven. Now, often I'll say, can you go from five to six? But I think on the CEO side, you might want to go to seven, especially if the market's in a downturn, if there's inflation on the rise. You know, growth is the key. You got to outgrow inflation. So as you go through that as the CEO next year, my encouragement to you is to outgrow your sales. And one of the ways to outgrow your sales then is to also improve your marketing. So look at those numbers. The COO, this is the operations of your business. You know, rate your customer service on a scale of one to 10. Maybe ask some of your customers to rate your service on a scale of one to 10. Be interesting to hear what they have to say. And then your systems and operations on a scale of one to 10. And one of the ways you do that, you ask the staff and the, and the support staff and the people you work with or your vendors and suppliers about the systems that you have. Uh, one of the things we've done in the last quarter is to get feedback from all the different departments at our company. I think we have 14 different departments and we've uh, gone in there and had discussions and asked them to rate themselves and what do they see that's working well, the magic meeting, what needs improvement and what their ideas are. And so what that's really been able to help is to give us a good strategic view of the overall organization and what the people inside the organization think of what's working well, what's not, and then where we need to improve. So take stock of that, prioritize the solutions, and then that sets us up then again for coming out the blocks next year. And then financial management, the CFO hat. Rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10, and that's your profit and loss statement coupled with your balance sheet, right? Liabilities and assets. And then your cash flow. I mean, those are really the three things as a small business person, those are key. I had a conversation just yesterday, really sharp cookie, good solid business person, was asking me for advice on making a decision. 
knew their profit and loss, didn't really know where they stood with their balance sheet, not uncommon, but also didn't really have a great grasp on their cash flow. And they were asking me to help them make a decision that was significantly going to impact their cash flow. And so I go, well, you're not in position to make this decision. Now, he was shell-shocked when I said that. I said, you're not in a position to say yes, but it's an opportunity. Okay, what if it's an opportunity to bankrupt you? You don't know your cash on hand. You don't know what your forecasted cash is. And you're going into a year where there's headwinds. You're going into the year when the savings rate's going to go down. You're going into a year that might have the market dipping down, which means you have to outperform the market. You don't know your own scoreboard. You don't know if you're about to go across Death Valley, which requires 150 miles of gas in your tank, and you've got 50 miles. That's why they call it Death Valley. You're about to die in the desert because you ran out of gas. So I know this stuff sounds so basic. And it's this person, by the way, is the kind of person who would be able to give that advice to somebody else. It's just sometimes hard, right? My dad came home at night. He didn't want to paint our house. You've heard the old phrase, the cobbler's kids have no shoes. When you're working in your business all day long, last thing you want to do sometimes is come down and work on it some more. Some of you are listening to this podcast going, man, I'd like some nice happy ending year-end message. And I go, yeah, I know, but we're a business coaching company. This is a great time of year to reflect. What was your year-end profit and loss statement? What was your year-end balance sheet? Assets, liabilities. And then lastly, where are you with cash? How much cash do you have completely on hand? How much cash receivables do you have? And what's your cash flow situation? Is your business cash flowing every month or is it cash negative? And it's okay if it's cash negative. It just means you got to have the money in the bank or you're going to cut your expenses to meet that or you're going to grow your sales to exceed that. But that's what allows you to make decisions, just like Clint was talking about. Now, one of the things as you're talking about a little year in review, we're real excited here at It's a Good Life. And we've really been investing and we've got a great team behind us. I want to thank our team this year. They've done a remarkable job. I have our producers, David Lally and Danny Iverson, who do a remarkable job. We have our whole video crew here. Um, every episode is recorded. We actually do a three-camera shoot, believe it or not. We haven't shared a lot of these, but all of these have been recorded. We're going to start in the new year. You'll start seeing more and more action on YouTube and all that kind of good stuff. And that's Sean, Ryan, Krista, and Jordan. And then we have the, the fabulous uh, Irish contingent where we have uh, Kevin Keenan, our marketing and brand guru. We have J.M. LaRue, who works all things podcast. And then Jamie Hickey, he's, we call him the master of the dark arts. He knows all of the how to connect on all the social media platforms. And then across, uh, Neve uh, Green on our writing. Neve's helped me write best-selling books, but she also does a lot of writing. For a lot of the episodes, we, we do a lot of work. A lot of our original content episodes are like seminars in themselves. And then, of course, uh, Jeanette Perez, my assistant, who's behind it all. So we have quite the crew here. I want to thank them all for a great year. And we've been working uh, feverishly hard and really, really taking some major steps this year. And you're going to see some really cool stuff next year as we focus. We've heard from you. We did an assessment. What we heard from the majority of you is like you'd like to hear one great podcast a week next year that you had a hard time keeping up with two, and that some people were like, hey, I'm missing out on some great ones because of, you know, the volume. And then secondly, you know, with the systems that are out there, it's hard to find the episodes we've done. We've been doing this for six years. We have hundreds and hundreds of episodes. So we launched just a couple of weeks ago, the It's a Good Life website. And we're just delighted about this. And 
you're going to see this resource continue to grow for yourself. But go check it out. Because one of the things I'm really excited about is we've taken all of our content and broken it down into eight categories. So we have our most listened to episodes. That particular one is for 2022. We have content on personal growth, business growth, our favorite guests, money, goals, motivation, and real estate. So there's eight categories. And we have anywhere from three to five episodes in each one. So we're not even overwhelming you with that. We'll keep refreshing that list. We'll keep moving that along. But again, if you're in a spot where you go, hey, I'm going to go and start doing some more longer bike rides or walks or whatever. I'm going to do a bit of exercise or I'm going to turn off some of the TV stuff in the new year and I want to binge listen to some of this stuff. We've kind of organized it for you. And then you'll also see on that website there, there's tools. So there's some cool resources in there that help you get your finances in order. You'll see many, many cool things throughout the year in there. Again, how to listen to all the episodes. So if you do want to scroll all the past episodes, you can go click on listen. It'll take you right there to where you need to go. And then if you want a free business consultation, you can click on that. If you want one of the real strengths assessments for free, you can go there as well. So it's all free. It's all powerful. It's all fantastic. Really well organized for you. So kudos to the team. We pushed them hard to get that done before Christmas. So this is a great time of year. Go check out itsagoodlife.com. You have to spell it all out. That's right. But you only have to do that once. It's a goodlife.com. Go check it out. And as you're doing your year in review, great to, to take a look at those and review these best of episodes and see if you've listened to them. And uh, we'll continue to update you with that stuff and provide more resources. So it's, it's great stuff. I'm really excited about the future. We're going to be really geared up for the new year. We're, our goal is this. Every episode we record for you next year is a home run. And you're just going, man, that, that was worth my while and then some. You know, our episodes are a little heavier on content. Also, some of them have how-tos. Another reason why the high volume can be uh, tough. And so we're going to provide episodes that for those of you who are voracious, you're going to be listening to them two and three times. And then there's a great archive of hundreds and hundreds of episodes if you want to go check out more. And if you want to just to know what the little pinpoint ones are on the topics you're interested in, money, growth, whatever, then you can go to the website and check those out. So real excited about that. Again, thanks to the team and away we go. The third thing uh, I highly recommend here, and this is old school, it's called a SWOT analysis. Might be new to some of you. You know, every time I think, oh yeah, everybody's heard of that, you know, I find out the majority of people haven't. But, uh, you know, I came across this more than 20 years ago. As I mentioned, Peter Drucker was the one who made it famous. It's strengths, weakness, opportunities, and threats of your business. So the first thing you want to do is analyze your strengths. And the definition of a strength is the influence or power possessed by a person or organization. So what's the influence or the power that you or your business has as a strength? Okay. A weakness, it's a quality or feature regarded as a disadvantage or a shortcoming. You know, Henry Ford was was on trial one time and they actually accused him of being the dimmest man in America. The prosecutor called him that. And his response was, that may be true. My true genius lies in surrounding myself with smarter people than me. So he took his weakness and turned it into a strength. Opportunities, that's a set of circumstances that make it possible for you to do something. We know Thomas Edison used to say, opportunities missed by most people because it's stressed in overalls. It looks a lot like work. What are the opportunities your business has in front of you? And then uh, what are the threats? It's a statement of an intention, inflict pain, injury, damage, hostile action against you. So what are the strengths of your business? What are the weaknesses? What are the opportunities in front of you? And then what are the threats? That's just being wise. 
You know, in episode 91 this year, I interviewed Bill Hampton, and I'm real excited. Bill is going to be featured at a lot of our events next year, uh, our master classes. So he'll be speaking. Our very first one is in Monterey in January. Going to be awesome and really going to help people grow their businesses as they face the headwaters. Great way to launch people's year. So we're going to be in Monterey, California for a day. It'll be great. And I think we're going to Nashville in March. We're going to Orlando in June. And then we're the last of them is in October up in Seattle. So I hope to hang out there. Going to go visit some friends uh, while we're up there. But we're going to have a great time. So we're going to do four of those masterclass next year. Bill did an episode with me called Play to Win. We did a several-part series. And the, it's episode 91. And Bill talked about your business being like a game. And in that play to win, it's, first of all, what's the game? What's the game you're in? It's really important to know. Like, what is the business you're in? Very easy for people to forget that. It's very easy for people to forget. Like, what, what is it that you do that is the need in the market that you meet, that you have unique ability, skill, or product offering, or price, that meets the need of that market? that actually makes you the most amount of money. You know, that's the game. You know, Ray Kroc figured out his game was real estate. So he had a deal with the McDonald brothers to bring their hamburger system to the world. And he soon figured out, along with other people, that what he needed to do was buy the land and lease it back to the franchisees. And then he would take a piece of the sales as the lessor of the land. And real estate was really where he made his vast fortune. And then out of that, then the, the hamburgers that they got 6% on, that became its own second fortune. But it's like, what's the game? You know, I, I talked to somebody recently and they were talking about their business and their business offers a product, but it does it through a franchise. And as I'm talking to him, he's talking all about the products and all about the service and so on and so forth. And I'm like, well, you're in a franchise sales business, right? And it was interesting. I said, he went, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, you could tell it wasn't his focus. So what's the game? What game are you playing? What are the rules of that game Bill talked about? analyze who's winning. I felt like the best piece of advice that Bill gave in his interview was that many of us discount our biggest competitor. And usually it's a rivalry. We don't like them. Maybe they're not of the same ethics or same quality. And so what we have a tendency to do is disregard the competition as opposed to what are they doing well? And what can we learn from them and take with our different integrity or offering or service or products or whatever and apply it? But I always felt that was great. Who's winning the game and what can you learn from them? And lastly, what are they doing? What are they doing? And then how can we incorporate it? So listen to episode 91. So as you review your year here, first of all, congrats on making it another year in business. You know, there's a heck of a lot of businesses that don't survive. In fact, 18% of all businesses fail within a year. Within five years, it's uh, 49%. And 65% fail within 10 years. So if you're in business another year, congratulations. You've already beat the odds. If you're more than five years, congratulations, you've beaten half the competition. And if you're more than 10 years, congratulations, you're in the top third. So well done. So as you look at that, give yourself a round of applause, as my great friend Les Brown used to say. So evaluate what worked well this year. Look at what needs improvement. That's the three hats of the three-legged stool, CEO, COO, CFO. And then do that SWOT analysis. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What's your opportunities? And what's your threats? Let me, let me say this. It's a great honor and privilege to do this work. And uh, I enjoy it very much. And I enjoy the people I get to work with. And I enjoy you, the audience. And we love hearing from you. 
We love getting your feedback. We love hearing your comments and we read all your reviews. We love when you refer the show to your friends. And I want to be the first to wish you a happy new year. And uh, I want you to tune in to start the year because we're really, really set up and fired up to get you launching your year right. So celebrate this year. Congratulations to you and enjoy yourself over the holidays here. And let's uh, get together in the new year and let's come out the doors, guns a-blazing as we go and beat the daylights out of this uh, recession if we see one, downturn if we see one, whatever's going on in the world. We're going to outgrow it. We're going to outperform it. And so I'm excited for all of you in the new year. We're going to help you with that. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll see you on the other side. May the road rise up to meet you and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.